the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Like Bob on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Live. Welcome back to Bob Bernie Live. Thank you for joining me. Well, uh, we have concluded uh, probably the most spirited Republican primary in my memory, and I've been in Ohio for 46 years now. And uh, the person who came out of it on the Republican side victorious is J.D. Vance. And uh, this is my first opportunity to have J.D. on the air. J.D. Vance, congratulations on your nomination as the Republican candidate for the U.S. Senate. Well, thanks, Bob. I appreciate that. Um, If I could see you in person, do you still have the bandages and the blood dripping and uh, (laughs) the swollen eyes and the cauliflower ears from the battle that you were in? Uh, No, not at all. (laughs) Obviously, very, like you said, very spirited, very tough. In some ways expected. Uh, I knew that it was going to be a tough primary. And, uh, you know. Uh, You didn't expect it to be that tough, did you? Seriously. Did you expect it to be that down and dirty? Among Republicans, you know, I'm I'm pretty cynical about politics, Bob. I assume it's kind of a nasty game, and I, I knew that there were, you know, in a lot of ways that a lot of people, very powerful people, would see it as a soul, a war for the soul of the party. And so, yeah, I, I really did think it was going to be pretty nasty. I mean, I maybe you know was surprised by how much money was spent, and was a little surprised by how nasty it got. But you know, we we knew it was going to be tough going in. I knew it was going to be tough, and it was, but. You know, we're we're we've we've been victorious. We've won the primary, and now we've got to, you know, unite the party, get everybody behind the, the the real goal here, which is beating Tim Ryan and trying to pump the brakes a little bit on what Joe Biden is doing to America. How far in advance uh, before you heard that President Trump was going to endorse you? How how far in advance did you? know that or did it just come completely out of left field or did did you expect his endorsement yeah i wouldn't say that i expected it. I, I thought that i had a good chance of getting it i thought that the president might stay out of the race altogether i thought that if he did weigh in he wouldn't do it against me which is you know all we really needed um so i i i i think i think at the end of the day uh, you know first of all i think it was decisive very powerful endorsement was incredibly helpful to us um but I really didn't want him to endorse anybody else, and I felt pretty good about him coming in for, for me. But you never know. You know, obviously the president makes up his own mind. Uh, I was having a milkshake with my kid on Good Friday when he <laughs> called me and said, hey, um, you know, this is Donald Trump. And I said, oh, really? Uh, is, is it really you? And, uh, you know, I, I think it was, it was hugely helpful. You know, it's funny. Most endorsements don't matter, Bob. I mean, you, you probably appreciate this, but most people, when they endorse, they maybe move a few voters. Right. They don't move many. And I think what, what really makes Trump's endorsement powerful is that so many voters just trust him, right? They see him mm-hmm. as a guy, rightfully so, who kept his promises. 
and and so it, it was it was it was hugely effective and hugely uh, hugely helpful to me. Well, it certainly was. I don't think there's any doubt about that, and I don't think anybody else would doubt it as well. Uh, if you don't want to answer this question, you don't have to. But uh, were you congratulated by all of your Republican opponents, or did any of them uh, withhold their congratulations? I'm just curious. No, every, no everybody said everybody has said nice things. Um, you know, I, some of them I've talked to you a little bit longer, and others I've only exchanged brief messages with. Uh, but no, everybody's been congratulatory. Everybody's been kind. I mean, I. I don't have any doubts that everybody will, you know, vote for me and support me come November. You know, we're, we're kind of lucky as Republicans in this cycle and that, you know, despite the fact that we, you, like you said, did have a spirited and contentious primary, we had, we had more than, I think, double the number of voters in our primaries than the Democrats did. So, you know, yeah, it was tough, but our voters are also fired up, which I think bodes well for us come November. Well, and I, J.D., I am not a Republican loyalist. Uh, but I'm really not. I've had some real serious problems with the GOP here in Ohio. But with that said, I don't think I've ever seen a primary, particularly for Senate, with so many qualified candidates. And uh, honestly, I could have backed at least four, possibly five, and you would be included in that. And I speak. I think that speaks well of of conservatism in Ohio that we were able to put forth so many good qualified candidates that I think most conservatives in Ohio could get behind. Would Would you concur with that? Yeah, no, I think that's right. We definitely had a solid field, and that's part of the reason why it was so contentious. You know, sometimes. You know, most primaries, even with people who are guaranteed to win, you have at least four or five candidates in the race. Uh, they're not contentious because those candidates aren't very serious. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think we've got a quality uh, party. Uh, we've got some good leaders here in Ohio. And I, you know, look, I don't, I don't think we've seen the last of a lot of the people we were running against. Uh, I think Bernie Marino's got a bright future. I think you know, Jane Simpkin has already done a whole lot uh, sure. and will continue to do a whole lot. Uh, for the conservative movement in, in the future, I'd say the same, of course, of of Mike Gibbons and, and Josh Mandel. So I, I think that we're we're in a good place uh, as as a party. Um, and I, you know, again, I, I think we we really have to beat this guy Tim Ryan in November because as much as he tries to to pretend to be a moderate, he pretty much is the opposite of almost every single one of our values. And you know, his actual record in in public life has been a hundred percent Joe Biden Democrat. Well, that's the uh, the 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 night of the primary is always one of my favorite evenings because I know the next day, <sighs> no political advertisements. But boy, was I shocked! <laughs> the very next day, Tim Ryan is on TV pretending to be a Republican. Yes, I mean his spots funny, are it? just yeah. incredible. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really funny. Uh, he definitely is is pretending to be a Republican, and I think he knows that Ohio one is trending to be a more Republican state. But you know, more importantly, the Democrats have just so failed the country the last couple of years that he's running away from his party as as quickly as he can. But the, the problem for him is he actually has a record, and he's voted with <laughs> Joe Biden 100 percent of the time. And you know, I know. he's 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 he he ran for president as a Democrat in 2020 you know, endorsing crazy things like defund the police. So this is not a reasonable, moderate Democrat. This is a pretty left-wing guy. And I think when people know his record, they're not going to vote for him. Um, 
Roe v. Wade is huge right now. Sure. Uh, Tim Ryan's record is is evil in my in my opinion. Tim records Tim Ryan's views on abortion are wicked and evil. I don't expect you to say that, but I will. Do you expect abortion to be a big issue in the Senate campaign coming up? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think that the Democrats seem to want it to be an issue, but I think they're mistaken on this. I mean, I, I know you probably know a lot of Republicans, and I, I certainly know a lot of Republicans, Bob, who the only reason they vote for Republican candidates is because they want to see an end to abortion on demand in this country. Yeah. And I think that if Roe gets overturned, it's going to fire those people up in a very big way. So I, I think the Democrats are wrong about the politics of this, first of all. Uh, but you're right. Look, I mean, I, 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 Tim Ryan's views on abortion are wicked. Um, I, I will go that far because, look, I'm 100 percent pro-life and I'm proud to be. I know people, I'm friends with people who are pro-choice, um, you know, who think that abortion, they'll, they'll say something like it should be safe, legal and rare. And OK, fine. We can agree to disagree. However, if you're defending abortion up to 40 weeks, if you're defending it um, on demand for a full term baby, and you refuse to accept any limits on, let's be honest, a gr- very gruesome procedure, uh, then I, I, don't, I don't think it's out of bounds to call that just totally unacceptable. And, and Tim Ryan, despite, again, he's the guy who said he was pro-life a few years ago, is now running as a radical on the abortion issue. I mean, right. I, I really would not have believed if you had told me five years ago that Democrats would be de- defending abortion on demand for full-term babies. And yet we, here we are, and uh, it's it's definitely one of the most vile parts of their platform. Yeah. Uh, now, I believe I can have you to the top of the hour. Is that correct? Yes, sir. All right. We're talking with J.D. Vance, the uh, Republican candidate for the United States Senate. First opportunity that we've had to uh, chat with him after the primary. We need to take a quick break. We'll be back with more. Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash Live. And we welcome back to the program J.D. Vance, the Republican nominee for the uh, U.S. Senate from the state of Ohio. Uh, J.D., you just said that you're 100% pro-life. Um, that's This is an issue that's incredibly important to my listeners. Uh, have you always been pro-life, or was there some experience or event that that molded and shaped your views on life and abortion? Well, I've always been pro-life. You know, it's, it's the first political issue I ever cared about. I actually remember writing an, uh, an essay when I was 14 years old about it. Uh, we were asked to choose one political issue, and that's the one that I chose. Wait, 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 wait. You were 14 years old? And you were asked to write a, yeah. pos- a position paper on politics, and you chose abortion? That was my, yeah, yeah. We were asked Why? To, to pick a political issue that we cared about. Well, you ask whether it's something you've seen. I mean, I certainly think my, my views on the abortion question are influenced by what I saw growing up. You know, I mean, I grew up in a working-class family. Uh, I knew a lot of young women um, who, who were pressured to have abortions, some of whom did and some of whom didn't. And I, and I think that I, I realized from a very young age that, you know, the left— 
uh, like to pitch abortion as something that was somehow liberating for young women. Mm-hmm. And what I actually saw was a lot of young women being bullied into it by boyfriends or by other people uh, in, in their community and made me sort of realize that this, this principle that, that, a, that babies are inconveniences that we can sort of throw away like a piece of garbage, that it's just been incredibly destructive, of course, for the babies themselves, uh, but it's been destructive for the young women who are affected by this attitude, uh, by the young men who I think are, are discouraged from becoming fathers and growing up. Uh, and I, I just sort of hit me that what's happening in this country uh, when it comes to the life of the unborn is, is just profoundly wrong, profoundly wrong for those who are most obviously affected by it. I think it's profoundly wrong for all of us, and it affects all of us. Um, one of the things that your opponents, your Republican opponents used in their ads against you, and I know that Tim Ryan is going to do this as well. You have been accused of being a puppet of big tech. You're an outsider, uh, and you're, you are controlled by big tech. J.D. Vance doesn't think for himself. He does whatever big tech tells him to do. How do you respond to that? Well, it's, kind of, it's a funny accusation in light of the fact that all my positions are pretty much the opposite of, of the big tech preferred position. Uh, I think that what people are trying to point out is maybe that you know, somehow I won't follow through on, on my stated values and views uh, if I actually get to the Senate. Um, but you know, th- th- when, when Tim Ryan accuses me of being an outsider, it's such a hilarious accusation because I was born and raised in Ohio. I've you know, grown up here my whole life. Um, I left Ohio for the first extended period of my life to enlist in the U.S. Marine Corps, and I got sent to Iraq uh, on, on behalf of the Marines. So you know, if, that, if that's a carpetbagger, somebody who was born and raised here, who went off to the military and then came back to start a business and start a family, uh, that, 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 that seems to not be my understanding of, of what an outsider is. So I, I think these are, these are sort of par for the course. I don't think they're going to be effective. I frankly don't think they were that effective in the primary. They're not going to be effective in the general election either. Um, have you or will you seek the support of Governor DeWine? And do you think that he will support you in the campaign? I think he definitely will. I mean, look, I, 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 I've had my things uh, critical to say about DeWine and his handling of COVID. And, you know, I, I don't I don't think that that he was perfect by any means. And I criticized him a fair amount on the campaign trail when I when I substantively disagreed with him. Uh, but do I think that DeWine is a obviously better candidate and governor uh, than Nan Whaley? Absolutely. And and I think that, you know, whatever views or criticisms he might have of me, he might have, uh, have expressed some of them. I'm sure he thinks I'm, I'm a better guy than Tim Ryan to represent Ohio in the U.S. Senate. So uh, I, I don't worry at all about, uh, about you know, having his support or about whether, you know, some of the more establishment Republicans who weren't really on my team during the primary, I don't, I, you know, not, not, not ashamed to admit that. Uh, but I think that most of those folks recognize that Tim Ryan is just unacceptable, and so they'll be there come November. Forgive me if I've asked you this question before, but even if I did, things are different now that you are the official nominee. J.D., I have watched over and over and over again here in the state of Ohio and in Washington, uh, someone running for office, they are filled with ideals they are filled with goals and aspirations that are worthy and noble. And then they get either to Columbus or they get to Washington, D.C., and they're surrounded with power, influence, and it's not long before they have 
changed dramatically from the person that we here in Ohio elected. How can the people of Ohio know that J.D. Vance is going to stick to the things that he has promised and the values that you hold today and that they will not change when you get to Washington? Well, I guess, you know, one is just my life. I, I've, I've had a, you know, a, a lifetime of sticking to my guns and standing up for things that I believe in, even when it's, it's been politically inconvenient uh, to do so. And I, I guess just, you know, too, I have an actual strategy, I think, for how to not get caught up in the swamp. I mean, it is real. Uh, I, I think that, you know, I, too, have, uh, have, have found uh, people I've elected or people I've voted for, people I've supported in one way or another, ultimately didn't do what they said they would do. And I've, I've had people... Um, you know, like Josh Hawley, who's a good friend of mine, a senator from Missouri, uh, who I've supported in the past, who actually has done uh, what he said he would do. And I think the difference uh, between those two groups of people is, you know, one really has a strategy for how to stay grounded and rooted in their in their faith and their family and the values that they actually ran on. And then other people get caught up in, in the, the power gamut of D.C. And I, I think that, you know, you, you've got to have a strategy for how to stay true to yourself. But if you do, and if you, you know, if, if you do things the right way, I think that you can avoid it. And at the end of the day, um, I wouldn't be doing this if I thought I was going to get caught up in, in the, the, the den of vipers of Washington, D.C. Yeah, yeah. Well, J.D., I, out of all of the candidates, you were by far the most approachable. Uh, you appeared on my program more than any of the other candidates simply because you and your staff requested time to be on. And that says a great deal, not about me, but about my audience, that you wanted to communicate with conservative Christians here in Ohio. And uh, I just want to thank you that you were so available. And uh, to be really honest, I wondered if you would maintain that availability after you received the nomination, and you have. I congratulate you on that, and I thank you, and I wish you very, very well in the upcoming campaign. Thanks, Bob. I'm sure we'll talk soon. Take care. Uh, We will. We will. J.D. Vance, we will be back with more Bob Bernie Live. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.